Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Welcome to Stuff Mom Never Told You from HowStuffWorks.com. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm Kristen. And I'm Caroline. Caroline, I would like to do a little podcast theater to kick things off. Please. I'd like to do a reenactment of a commercial. Okay. For a certain product. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to play the daughter. Would you like to play the role of the mom? Of course. We don't have to do the whole thing, but it goes a little something like this. And for our listeners, just imagine us wearing some cable knit sweaters. Perhaps. Walking down a beach. Yes. Wind blowing gently in our hair. Hand in hand. The sunset. Yes. The sun is setting. And I'm your teenage daughter. I'm just going to take your hand and ask you a question that I never asked my mom. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Here it goes. Mom? Mm-hmm. Yes, honey? Do you douche? I sure do. Especially when I like to be fresh. <laughs> Great mom. And that, my friends and listeners, bravo, bravo, <laughs> is a reenactment of the greatest commercial ever produced in the 1980s for a douching product called Massengill. Hmm. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, <laughs> And I thought that we should kick things off with that commercial because douching is a little ridiculous like that commercial. Yes. And lately a little controversial. A little controversial. Yes. The reason why we wanted to talk about douching. Um, and yes, you can start your douching drinking game right now. Every time. <laughs> yes. Every time. Kind of like the, the poop podcast that Molly and I did way back when where I think a, a listener went back and counted and we did say poop. I believe 72 times. We're going to totally top We're that. Gonna this top podcast. <laughs> We're going to top that with this douching podcast. Douche, douche, douche. There's three right there. Um, that's at least a pint. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, you're wasted already. Um, so we're talking about douching because there was a very controversial ad campaign, part of which was just pulled. Yeah. By, uh, Summer's Eve mm-hmm. feminine hygiene product line because they, um, they had these, these, well, I don't, Caroline, can you describe it? Uh, hand puppets? Yeah, they, um, they, they were, were some hand puppets. They were hands folded in the shape of, uh, lady parts. Yes. And they, they were talking lady parts. Yeah, they were, they were talking, basically talking vaginas, advising women to, uh, hey, clean me up. That's my- one accent they didn't use. Yes, there were some racial stereotypes involved. There is a, if you'd like to see a parody, the Stephen Colbert show did, a, uh, Hail to the job. D. Yes. Yeah, that was the, the title of the advertising campaign was Hail to the V because it was all about and, and there was a statement from the the head of marketing for Summer's Eve and she she spun it as a as a thing of confidence. We need to celebrate our confidence in our V and also in the meantime, clean it up. <laughs> yeah, I'm not really sure. I haven't quite linked in my mind uh female empowerment with cleansing products right. for my vagina. <laughs> right. But um no, I no, no, I can't link those two in my mind. <laughs> and apparently you're not alone because like I said, they did pull at least part of the the Hail to the V campaign. But I will say, while douching does seem kind of kind of ridiculous, maybe. Can I say that? I yeah. My mom and I never had a douching conversation. Um but maybe I'm in the minority. Well actually I'm not in the minority. <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of people 
do douche. Um, an estimated 20 to 40 percent of American women, 15 to 44 years old, douche regularly. And see, this is crazy to me because I don't know. I mean, okay, now this is not something I would sit around and talk about with my friends if I did this. But I mean, I don't know of anyone who does that. Who douches? Who douches? (laughs) Do the douche. I don't know anyone who does the douche. (laughs) Who who does the douche. Yeah, I don't I don't either. That I know of. Maybe we're just not talking about douching enough. And uh, there was an additional study from the University of Cincinnati because I wanted to back up these stats, Mm -hmm. this 20 to 40 percent. And this is data from... 3,500 women, 21% reported douching. And then if you break it down by race, um, black women had the highest percentage. 47% of the women, black women they polled douched. And then Hispanic women, uh, 17%. And then Caucasian, 19. So I don't know, but that's still, to me, 19% is still a very large percentage. I think so too, especially for something that, I don't know. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say, I think it's pretty unnecessary. Well, we'll get to the health aspect of douching a little while later. But the thing I found most fascinating about douching was its history. Ah, yes. Because back in the 1920s and 30s, women douched as their primary form of birth control. But they didn't put that in the ads. Of course not. No, 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 no. They had to use euphemisms, basically, yes. in the ads. They couldn't come out and say, like, here, lower your fertility and prevent pregnancy by washing yourself <laughs> with harsh chemicals. Yes. Such as, I'm looking at this ad for Lysol. Yes, this is a vintage Lysol ad. Right. And this one shows a woman who is locked out of her husband's bedroom door. Oh, no. And she's desperately trying to get in. And the quote above the picture says, please, Dave, please don't let me be locked out from you. And so there's there's a bunch of copy uh-huh. underneath this picture. And it starts out saying a man marries a woman because he loves her. So instead of blaming him, if married love begins to cool, she should question herself. And by self, do we mean her? Feminine odor. Her, yes, her feminine hygiene. Scare tactic. The ad ad goes on to say, one most effective way to safeguard her dainty feminine allure is by practicing, and this is in italics, complete feminine hygiene. Wow. And by complete, they mean douching. They mean get up in there and clean yourself. With Lysol. Lysol. Who knew? I know. Um, I mean, I have some under my bathroom sink. I had no idea. (laughs) I had no idea. It's like a two-for-one purchase. Oh, Lord. All-purpose Lysol. Who knew? (laughs) Who knew? Um, So, yeah, it is kind of interesting to see how this sort of scare tactic advertising evolves. And it starts with Lysol, but then there's also Lysol's competitor, Zonite. Oh, yeah. Which I'd never even heard of before. But Zona is a similar kind of uh, <laughs> cleaning product that caught on to this feminine hygiene hook and slowly evolved to become, you know, a competitive um, alternative douching product. But there were also you could do the homemade douches with just vinegar and water and I don't know, lemon juice. Oh, oh no. Listeners, no. <laughs> but then once birth control comes onto the scene in the 60s and then is fully open to everybody who wants it in the early 70s, they become a little more direct. Like you have more um, direct douching products coming out that shifts from this sort of hint, hint, birth control angle to you need to get your vagina under control. Right. 
and keep yourself clean. But the thing is, ladies <laughs> and gents out there, uh, the vagina is, and this is a term that has come up a few times in our douching research, <clears throat> a self-cleaning oven. Please tell me more about that. Yes, the vagina is a... <laughs> quote, the original self-cleaning oven, because it produces mucus that does the work that we think douching does. It cleans out any menstrual blood or semen or what have you. <laughs> or whatever you happen to put up there. <laughs> like, like douching products. Right. Um, and the mucus does that job for us. And yes, there will be some odor. Okay, folks, let's just accept the fact that genitals have a little bit of odor. They have men, a smell. Yeah. Men, do you douche your penises? No. No, you oh. don't. What would that look like? Uh, no, no, <laughs> no, no. Let's, no. Not, let's not go there. Let's not. But it's important not to douche because you are then tinkering with the balance of healthy vaginal flora. Right. According to womenshealth.gov. Douching can actually alter the pH and the balance of naturally occurring bacteria, which just like the the self-cleaning oven reference, I have come across the words vaginal flora (laughs) way too many times. I think of a terrarium. I know. it's. I I imagine a bouquet. A bouquet. (laughs) Yes. I I imagine walking through a, uh, a meadow. Yes. Perhaps kind a of forest like a, floor. Like a meadow with your mom <laughs> right before you ask her if she douches. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And um actually, so if you upset the pH balance and yeah. the, the, the flora. The ecosystem. If you upset the, the balance of good and bad bacteria down there that, that, tip, that does the work, that does the cleaning work, you can actually make yourself susceptible to more infections. Right. Uh, certain things like just basic vaginal irritation or bacterial vaginosis or STIs or, hey, how about some pelvic inflammatory disease? Hooray. And, uh, just in case you think, well, ladies, I mean, I really, I really would like to douche. Here's some more facts. The American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists recommends that women don't douche. Now, every now and then, doctors might recommend some acidophilus down there. But that is, that's, it, it's not a common thing. That's not like an everyday, douching is not an everyday thing that we need no, to do. No, if, if you get up in there to clean it, it should be because your doctor told you to. And you're right. doing it with a product that your doctor told you to use. And I think this is also a good time to point out that along with douching, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services also says that women should avoid using scented tampons, pads, powders, and sprays. All of this deodorizing is, number one, a product of advertising and yep. scare tactics meant to sell first Lysol and Zonite Yikes. and then a lot of feminine hygiene products. Right. Everyone likes to feel fresh and clean gals and guys, but take a shower and let the vaginal mucus do its job. Put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> Lord. <laughs> I am a delight on dates. <laughs> as you can imagine. <laughs> Um, I, I am waiting for someone now to ask me if I douche because I have a lot to tell them. Um, but we cannot, we would be remiss in this conversation about douching, Caroline, if we didn't talk about, uh, the way that I first heard about douching, which was not a conversation with my mom, which was actually in high school. Oh. Maybe I'm a late bloomer with mm-hmm. this whole douching business and it might be because I was homeschooled, but I didn't hear douching until it was used as an insult. Yeah, I, I really don't think I was aware 
of what a douche was, yeah. other than in the context of someone who I don't like. Specifically, douche bag. Yeah. And would you like to know when it came into first usage? Tell me. Really adopted. Uh, Oxford English Dictionary says in 1967. What? 1967. Douchebag was an insult for an unattractive co-ed. I'm going to have to talk to my parents about this. They were in college. I I wonder if they threw that around. Yeah. Did they ever talk about douchebags? Also, for fun, uh, UC Berkeley linguist James Matasoff attributes the popularity of douchebag among our generation, Caroline, to none other than Jon Stewart. How's that? Because douchebag is something that you could say on air, and it doesn't have to be bleeped out. And you know that Jon Stewart's got a salty tongue. He does. He does. So, uh, Jon Stewart, thank you for so much including douchebag in common vernacular. Yeah. So, there you have it. Douching. Not necessary. And bad for vaginas. It's unhealthy. Yeah. You know? I mean, and again, I get the point. Like, feminine hygiene... Odor, you know, sure, it can get a little, we can have insecurities about things that go on down south. But let's all accept two things. One, every vagina is different. And two, genitals have an odor. They do. And, <laughs> and frankly, I would just like to, to tell our, our loyal listeners that if, if you have a smell going on yes. that is so bad that you feel the need to put air freshener yes. in your vagina, you should probably go to the doctor because yes. it's probably a sign of an actual infection. Exactly. Um, this is also going back to that uh, womenshealth.gov. Douching will only cover up odor and make other problems worse. So call your doctor. Don't go. Don't go douching. Call your doctor if you have <laughs> vaginal discharge that smells bad. Don't go douching waterfalls. <laughs> Burning redness and swelling around the vagina. Pain when urinating. Yeah. 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 And there's there is the possibility this is this is again going back to womenshealth.gov that if you have an infection and you try to cover it up with douching mm-hmm. that you could actually wash the infection up into the rest of your system up oh, into dear. your uterus your fallopian tubes and your ovaries and one last thing that we haven't talked about we need to set the record straight on whether or not douching can be used as a form of birth control like an actual form, like some women will have unprotected sex and then douche afterwards thinking they're flushing the semen out and they're then safe. Nope. No. Doesn't prevent pregnancy. Absolutely not. There is actually um, some evidence that it might hinder your chances of having a healthy pregnancy because you're tinkering again with that yeah. vaginal floor and making, making yeah. it all... Run fallopian tubes and whatnot. Don't get up in there. (laughs) That's for doctors Um, and tampons and menstrual cups. Let's not forget about menstrual cups. So I think there's really not much else to say about douching. There's really, is there anything positive to say about douching, Caroline? Can we end this on a happy Um, note for douching? I think we, we certainly can. The silver lining out of all of this, Kristen, is that we have gotten some great entertainment. Advertising? Is that what you're talking Absolutely. about? Absolutely. Incredible. Yeah. If you ever, if you got some time to kill, just watch some like 80s ads for douching commercials. Um, or just look up vintage douching ads. Look up some old Lysol ads. I mean, mm-hmm. wow. Yeah. Quite a, quite a history of advertising there. Yeah. And I think, yeah, to, to sum it up, just, just go to your doctor, mm-hmm. please. Yeah. If you're worried about something down there, best to call the duck or your nurse practitioner. Mm. So with that, it's time for listener mail. If you would like to write us about douching, 
And guys, we definitely want to hear from you about douching. Please write us momstuff at howstuffworks.com and let's read a couple of letters. Kristen, we got an email from Mike about our Can Women Be Aggressive in Dating podcast. Oh, yes. Yes, he says, hi, gals. Well, hello. Hi, Mike. I think us men are scared to death of rejection, especially to coin a phrase, cold calling. It may not be necessary to ask us out, maybe just show some interest or strike up a conversation. As far as asking a man out the second time, I think that's unnecessary. If he understands you had a good time, the ice has been broken. He should have no problem taking it from there. Thank you, Mike. I'll keep it in mind. And I've got some more dude response from Billy. And this is also in response to the uh, the dating podcast we just did. And while Billy is no longer single, he was reflecting back on single times and said that it was just difficult to find and meet nice, funny, smart women. It would have been great if the ability to initiate conversation would have been more two-way. However, as PUE said, everyone I know has a big butt. <laughs> so let's talk about my big butt. I'm pretty sure every guy out there has become involved with someone that was, to put it politely, clingy. And not to discriminate, I know you girls have also dated guys like this before. True. When approached by a woman, that was the alarm bell that went off in my head. Maybe if women approaching men had been more common, or even a little more common, that wouldn't have been an issue. However, at the time, it was rare and sent some strange signals when I'm sure it was just a girl wanting to talk to a guy. So that's an interesting thing. So you send off the, it sets off the clingy. Yeah. Attachment, attachment. Yep. Gender roles, man. Gender roles. Well, we'll come back and talk about gender roles in a couple more days, I'm folks. sure. But in the meantime, you can email us, momstuff at howstuffworks.com. We'd love to see you over on Facebook as well. And follow us on Twitter. We're at momstuffpodcast. And then finally, during the week, uh, you can look at some vintage douching ads. On our blog. They're great. (laughs) I wish I could put them on a t-shirt, for real. (laughs) It's Stuff Mom Never Told You from HowStuffWorks.com. Be sure to check out our new video podcast, Stuff from the Future. Join HowStuffWorks staff as we explore the most promising and perplexing possibilities of tomorrow. The HowStuffWorks iPhone app has arrived. Download it today on iTunes. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you?